0: So Nikki Haley says she's not running as a third party candidate cause she's a Republican. When you have to insist you're in a Republican primary and you have to insist that you're a Republican, something is deeply wrong. And, of course, the Democrats dispute that she is a Republican. They say she's one of them. Take a listen. Haley's speech after her loss over the weekend sparked rumors she could launch a third party bid. But in an interview with me here in Michigan, she denied that possibility. I am a Republican. I am not running as any other party or independent. <laughs> but the Democrats dispute that. They have a right to, given the amount of money they've pumped into this woman. I mean, poor Reed Hoffman. Liberal billionaire donor, frequent guest to um, Soros's residence, too. Weird. Anyway, um, not Soros's, I'm sorry, to um, Epstein's residence. Weird. Um, and Reid Hoffman, Democrat liberal donor, never raised money for a Republican before, not even once. But he did for Nikki Haley $250,000, and that doesn't even count the Jamie Dimon money. He was Hillary Clinton's chief fundraiser. He's a Democrat too. So when you're loaded up with Democrat cash and you brag after the loss you just took that you just got millions more, but the Wall Street Journal says your average donation is $100,000, imagine. You and I would never even get invited to meet people like that. Write a $100,000 check. Anyway, uh, and, and they're mainly Wall Street investors. Oh my gosh. So the Democrats want to dispute this. Haley's speech after her loss over the weekend sparked rumors she could launch a third party bid. But in an interview with me here in Michigan, she denied that possibility. I am a Republican. I am not running uh-huh. as any other party or independent. Yeah, well, Gavin Newsom says she is. He says she's one of them. In fact, she's one of their better surrogates. I know you want Joe Biden to win. Do you think that Haley... Or Trump would be easier to beat for him. Well, first of all, I think she's one of our better surrogates. So I hope she stays in. All the nasty stuff she, she says about Trump. Ah, she's spot on. Uh, uh, 99% of it. So I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this primary and I hope it continues. So I wish her luck. Oh, I bet. I bet he's enjoying every minute of that primary. Meanwhile, uh, and I'm not going to put you through this, but uh, Andrew Walworth, um, he is the chief content officer at Real Clear Politics. He's an excellent site for political analysis if you really want to wonk out. Explained, finally, one other person besides me explain what's going on here. I've been waiting for this. Andrew Walworth explained on their new political radio show. It's going to be covering the presidential election. Asked if Nikki Haley has a chance to win Michigan. Voting there will start in a couple hours. No, I don't think there's a state she can win. In our RCP average, he said, we predict 69% for Trump, 17% for Nikki Haley, and even worse performance than in her home state of South Carolina. The question is of why she's doing this, he says, is an interesting one. Why is she staying in? There's an argument to to stay in. If she believes something might happen to President Trump, anything can happen in politics, she could be the alternative. Yeah, that, he's talking about them felony convicting him in this trial, this felony trial is going to start in March uh, in New York. A lot. Listen to this is what I've been telling you. And I finally found another person saying it. I'm going to be right about this. A lot of people think now what she's doing is doing is trying to set a marker so that if Trump loses in November and she keeps predicting his loss, then she will be able to lead the party back from trumpism to some more conservative well it's not gonna be conservative she's a democrat and a liberal to some more i'll fix the sentence to some more mainline stance that might win a couple of elections she has money she can stay in the campaign will go until she decides to stop so what is he saying she's trying to esconce herself as and the democrats are too as the perceived leader of the party they're going to get rid of trump and she will assume the mantle. She will say over and over, I got the most votes. I got 43% in New Hampshire. I only got 395 by my home state because people figured out who I was. But I got 43% in New Hampshire. I am the leader and we're never going to be rid of this woman. And she's going to come in and argue for amnesty. She's going to argue for digital ID, i.e. a license. To, you got to get a license to use the internet. Whatever the Democrats want to do, they will trot her out and say she is the leader of the Republican Party. They will present her as that. That is what They are buying. And the reason the Bush people bought into it, the Koch people and Americans for Prosperity, they're Bush people, is that they are in a death match battle with Donald Trump for the control of the grassroots. I explained this yesterday on my Battleground America podcast. You can get it anywhere you download podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever you want to go. This is the CIA trying to retake the reins of the Republican Party via the Bush family. Tara silly! come on. That's a conspiracy theory. The CIA didn't run the Republican Party for 20 years. Oh, yeah, they did. Do you know who the former CIA director was? Everybody forgets this. Bush one. Daddy Bush. He was the CIA director. They came in. They broomed out all of the conservatives after, after Reagan. They got him out of all the fundraising apparatus. They sent Karl Rove around to recruit all their candidates. They made sure they were open borders globalist candidates and that they would stab us in the back at the appropriate time. Bush controlled that party for a generation. And it started when Daddy Bush swept into office. And I, I sat down with a person one time. I went to lunch with them, whose name you would recognize. And the person said they even broomed the conservatives, really any of the Republicans, truly Republican people, even out of the think tanks in Washington. So if you want to know why did this country go insane, why did it get so weird? It started with the CIA take over the Republican Party, and they recruited all our candidates. Look, once you're the CIA director, as Daddy Bush was, you're always CIA. And that is their mentality, globalism. It fooled us for a while because it looked like conservatism. It was very warlike. They wanted to go to war everywhere and kill everybody for profit. Now we're figuring out, no, it's just something weird going on. All these sleeper cells left in Congress that betray us, they were all recruited under the Bush wing. So what you're seeing right now with Nikki Haley, she is a weapon of the deep state. They are sending her in to try to retake the party. If she can't do it physically by being the nominee, she's going to make an argument at the convention. She should be the nominee and tear the party to pieces. And then after doing that level of damage and leaving the wreckage burning behind her, she will then go on to claim the mantle of the Republican Party for the deep state and for the Bushes, which is, again, the same thing. No difference. And this is why the most important, one of the most important things last week, speaking of markers, that we saw, what was it? Mike Morrell, Barack Obama's deputy CIA director and a key architect of the Russia collusion hoax, did what? He wrote her a $1,000 check. She don't need the money. She's got $100,000 to pop out of Wall Street. Why'd he do that? That is a sign to the rest of the deep state cabal. If Mike writes a check, I got to write one if I want to keep all my gigs. All my sidelines, all my government contracts, I got right a check too. She's the deep state nominee for the Republican Party. She's the take back control of the party chick. That's what they bought. That's what they bought. So when you got to go out, there, I just laughed at that. I bust out laughing yesterday. When you got to go out there, oh, I'm a Republican, I swear. And you're in a Republican primary, it's really bad. And then she's like, I got millions more dollars. Millions more came in out of South Carolina. Yeah, because. Gavin Newsom explained, "You're one of their better. You're one of our better surrogates." He said, "She ain't one of them. She's one of us. She's a Democrat, just like me." I know you want Joe Biden to win. Do you think that Haley or Trump would be easier to beat for him? First of all, I think she's one of our better surrogates, so I hope she stays in. All the nasty stuff she says about Trump. Uh, She's spot on. Uh, I can't play that enough. I'm going to play that for the next five years. I got to warn you. Texture rates. If the Bush family wants Nikki, why is Jeb coming to Trump's defense? Well, he didn't. No, 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 no. Still, they just spent $50 million trying to annihilate Trump. No, they, no. Jeb got scared. Jeb got... Daddy Bush wouldn't have been scared, but Daddy's dead. Jeb Bush got scared because he saw what they're doing to Musk. He saw what they're doing in New York to Trump. And what Jeb Bush... See Jeff, Jeb Bush doesn't care about Trump. Jeb sees this. Oh, my gosh. If they will do this to Musk, if they will go after his income, which they are in Delaware right now using lawfare, just the way they're trying to break Trump. Bush knows what this means. Eventually, they'll come for me. He's seeing what his dad wrought come to fruition, and it scared him. He's not defending Trump. No, 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 he's afraid for himself.